Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that should be kept in some sort of camp. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. If everything was fine, you wouldn't be spending your afternoons with an old tramp like me. That is correct. (laughs) I have never purported to be fine. Uh, yeah, it's day seven, everybody. That's right. Day seven, Mr. Stink. Mm-hmm. Starring uh, Hugh Bonneville. Yeah, so this is the end of the Hugh Bonneville block. Which we were not expecting. Because uh, we forgot he was in from time to time. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so we're on day seven. Mm-hmm. Seven stinks of smelling. Six, Six ghosts of ghosting. Five pointless things. Four browns of bearing. Three witches witching. Two dummies dumbing. And McGovern being McG. All right, that was good. Yeah. That was better than yesterday. Yeah, it was. Because we briefly practiced. That's right. Instead of remembering in the middle of it that we needed to do it. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, Mr. Stink, we saw this by accident originally. We think it was two years ago. Yeah. So uh, about that time. It was whatever the last Christmas was that we didn't travel. Oh, right. So that that would be two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And we loved it. And mm-hmm. this one really does hold up for a second viewing. Yeah. I agreed. enjoyed it just as much this time, although it felt so much shorter. Yeah. And we watched it on PBS, so it wasn't like there were commercials or anything. Yeah. So hard to say why that is, but it doesn't matter. It's uh, just very charming and delightful. Yes, it is. Uh, so we open up in a kind of suburban looking setting as a girl in a school uniform uh, tells us that Mr. Stink stunk. That's the opening lines of the book, clearly. This is very clearly a book adaptation. Yes. Uh, and we see Mr. Stink uh, getting up out of a pile of leaves where he has been sleeping along with his dog, who, as we will learn, is named the Duchess. That's a good cover for a jewel feast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or a dog. <laughs> I meant being called the Duchess. No, I know. Because of the Duchess. Duchess. Yeah. Uh, we see Chloe. This is our hero on the bus. And as a popular girl asks if she wants to come to a sleepover. And then it's like, oh, no, you're not invited. I just wanted to know if you wanted to come. So I feel like British kids are portrayed as being far meaner than American kids ever are. Or I guess, like, just they're most, they're much more sociopathic. Yeah. Like, I feel like American kids are often portrayed as being mean, but they're also very dumb. Like, even if they're sociopathic, they're also just incredibly stupid. Yeah. But, like, in Britain, you know, sociopaths can prosper. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the whole British public school thing or what that is. Yeah. It's hard to say, but yeah, I agree with you. Should be pointed out the actress portraying Chloe is Nell Tiger Free, Mm -hmm. uh, who more currently has played Marcella in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Question, what's the more ridiculous name in the credits of this film? (laughs) Nell Tiger Free or Pudsey? (laughs) Bear in mind, one of those is a name for a dog. Right. And one of them is a name for a person. Right. So it's like, are we grading on a curve for the dog's name? I don't think so. No, just straight up. I mean, she got the like, you know, and Pudsey as the Duchess, you know, like (laughs) that's right. The and Maggie Smith as the Reverend Mother in Sister Act type (laughs) situation, you know, like Pudsey crushing it. Yeah. Well done, Pudsey. Yeah. A popular girl also throws her banana peel at Mr. Sting. Her name is Pippa. It is. 
So Chloe walks up to Mr. Stink uh, and offers her apologies for the banana peel incident. Mr. Stink is very uninterested in her presence or uh, speakings of any kind. She offers him five pounds, suggests he might use it for such things as a bath. He says that he had one just last year. (laughs) He's fine. Uh, But she finally agrees to accept a sausage for the Duchess, if she would like. Uh, She goes to walk away, and he takes off a uh, sign saying, Loser, that has been taped to her back. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) At dinner, Chloe's mom is working on her election campaign. Sis is her sister is studying her, a book entitled Complicated Mathematics or Arithmetics, possibly I forget. Uh, and Either way, it is something I would be no good at. Yeah, she's also got trombone practice coming up. We learn the dad is cooking, uh, being criticized, uh, and asks Chloe if she would uh, the, tells her to bring a friend over sometime, and she's like, "Oh yeah, maybe someday." And he's like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah." It makes me so sad. Mm-hmm. Because that happens sometimes. Yeah. You have a baby, and then the baby is like, I don't have any friends. And you're like, I can't help you. I wasn't (laughs) really great at that. Yeah. Yeah. So we see Chloe cooking up some sausage she finds in the fridge, and she brings it to Mr. Stink, uh, who feeds it to Duchess, and then uh, licks the plate clean afterwards. Then Chloe's mom comes by. She is giving a speech over a megaphone. She's dressed in what looks like Marge's Chanel suit from The Simpsons. (laughs) Yeah. Uh you know, listing her desires for everybody to be rich and suburban respectable and for, you know, homeless people to, like, get a home or whatever. Mr. Stink, annoyed by this, uses the power of his stink to, like, snatch her microphone away and he gets crushed under a street cleaning machine. Which, what's a street cleaning machine doing out in the middle of the day like this? Uh, it's looking for stray megaphones to clean up, clearly. Yeah, his stink power is like the weirdest thing about this. Yeah. It's clearly a thing from the book and it doesn't quite fit into like reality, but right. it doesn't bother me anywhere near as much as it should considering <laughs> how bad the CGI is. Yeah. Um, incidentally, the Wikipedia page is a very detailed account of what was changed <laughs> from the book to the TV special. Okay. Uh, in case anyone is interested. <laughs> well, clearly somebody's interested because they made that page. I mean, it's the kind of thing I would have done for certain pieces of literature. <laughs> yeah. Like, if the internet had existed and I had access to it all the time when Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame came out, <laughs> I would have done that constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. I still do it casually at parties. <laughs> Uh, Chloe enters a store that is owned by Raj. She is clearly a regular there. Uh, He attempts to sell her various things and also says when she asks that, yes, she ought to help Mr. Stink. He says we could all become homeless at any time, which is a horrifying yet true thing to remember at this festive time of year. (laughs) Yeah. Back at home, uh, Mom is filming some videos for her website uh, advocating removing the homeless people from their streets. Uh, at the end, the dad really feels that he had forgotten to hit record on the camera. Just fi- he was like correcting her the whole time anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you would have needed to do another take. You never would be so amateurish if no. I was running for a right-wing political office. That's right. We would review the scripts in advance, and if I had any criticisms, uh, you know, I would present them at the appropriate time. I know, Tom. Well. Anyway. So uh, Chloe's in her bed, and Mom comes up and asks if she's doing her homework. She says that she is, but her mother snatches the uh, folder notebook that she's writing in away uh, and realizes that she's instead writing a story about killer schoolgirl zombies. Uh, bullies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's key. 
so she angrily rips up the story and is, you know, very upset and walks out. And, and we are very upset because that is a horrible thing to do to anyone. That is right. Like, I mean, if she needs to be doing her homework, that's, that's fine. Amy March levels of sociopathy. <laughs> Yeah. Like, don't burn Joe's manuscript. Don't rip up your daughter's only, like, outlet mm-hmm. in her miserable life. Or even if it was one of many outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. The actress playing her mom, like, looks so familiar to me, but I went through her entire filmography, uh-huh. and I hadn't seen any of it. Yeah. And I'm like, is it just that she, like, is the British Jane Krakowski? Like, it just, it she just looked so familiar to me yeah no i know what you mean it's uh it's frustrating when that happens <laughs> listeners cousins do you know what actress kelly might be thinking of <laughs> we see mr s hanging out at night looking at the stars uh, and the next day chloe comes up to him uh, and sits next to him and then changes her mind and sits upwind of him uh she says she wants to opt out of society like he has but he disagrees that that is what he has done they go into a coffee shop, upon which everyone in the coffee shop, employees included, leaves to flee the stink. Uh, this would never fly for those employees. <laughs> Everybody else, sure. Yeah. Uh, thus leaving Mr. Stink free to make his own uh, drink using the coffee machines there. So he makes and one for each of them. And somehow him using like, the syrup dispensers like turns them like a gunky color of black. And I was like, how does that work? It's the stink, man. The stink. <laughs> Uh, mean girls arrive. Uh, Chloe hides behind Mr. Stink, but he moves out of the way, revealing her presence. He asks Pippa if anyone has ever called her Pippa Pig and says that they ought to, uh, and then belches a uh, powerful belch that causes them all to leave. See, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Like, that's an actual physical process by which, like, gases are removed from the body. Yeah. So if it's like if his other stink powers are farts... Then I'm fine with that. Right. But if it's just that he's like (laughs) X-menning stench at people, I'm less on board with this. Well, it is what it is, clearly. Well, because, I mean, it appears to be our universe, you know? Oh, yeah. It does. Like, and despite the fact that David Walliams, the author of the original book, has been compared to Roald Dahl and even has Quentin Blake doing his illustrations, Mm -hmm. uh... I did not see this referred to as an alternate universe in the same way that we saw with the witches. That's a good point. The Chloe tells Mr. Stink that he doesn't have to be homeless. He can live in their shed and he's reluctant, but he agrees at least for the night. So she shows it to him and they find there a bunch of CDs of the band Serpents of Doom, apparently a former band that her father was in that she had no idea about. They So they start talking about people's secrets. Chloe asks what Mr. Stink's secret is, uh, but he does not answer and instead asks for tea. So Chloe leaves. Uh, she did see the word Darlington written on his handkerchief. So she goes in and Googles Darlington, but that gets here nowhere. So instead she Googles Darlington Posh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still not that useful. This is great because one of our very good friends is actually from Darlington. Yeah. Uh, in the UK. And so I was thinking about her the whole time. Which so Hazel, nice. if you're out there, sorry we didn't get to spend Christmas with you. <laughs> yeah. Things got cray. They did. Chloe is recruited to help her mother pass out pamphlets in town uh, because the sister is on her way to Battle Reenactment Club and she is in armor. I very much enjoy this character of the sister. I yeah. find her to be an amusing running gag. Yeah, yeah, agreed. 
Oh, speaking of running gags, among the things Raj attempts to sell everybody is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stationery. That is true. Just putting that out there because that's in all of his scenes. Chloe uh, goes into the closet uh, for her coat or whatever and finds her father there and learns that he was in fact fired the previous month but has yet to tell his wife and has just been hiding in the closet from time to time. I realize this is a standard trope of like people being married to each other and like not telling each other stuff Mm -hmm. and like not liking each other anymore. Yeah. But I find that to strain credulity. Like, maybe we're just spoiled because we like each other and tell each other things, but... No, I think, you know, I think it's, you know, it's a thing that happens. Bummer. Yeah. So they're out passing out pamphlets. People are not super interested in them. They decide to pop into Raj's, and he says that his political issue is that he thinks that Cadbury cream eggs should be available year-round, not just at Easter. Hear, (laughs) hear! Raj asks after the uh, Chloe's tramp... The mother is very upset by this, and they're like, oh, no, we had the stamp. And he's like, yes, I sold her a stamp the other day, and I wanted to know how it was. <laughs> Raj is great. He is. Yeah. Really? I mean, just everybody in every role in this is really knocking it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's clearly having a good time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, back home, Chloe tells her mother that the homeless are people, too, and gets sent to her room for that, and also for criticizing the prime minister. <laughs> Uh, she sees Mr. Stink out exercising the yard and tries to tell him to go into the shed. But uh, her dad comes in bringing food and for a moment is like, boy, uh, your mother and sister are sure annoying, right? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, off I go. Not going to do anything about it. Well, they do constantly correct her mother. So their last name is Crum. Mm-hmm. But their mother insists that it's pronounced Croom. Mm-hmm. And again, why would you marry someone with whom you cannot even agree on the pronunciation of your surname? Agreed. And I mean, it, he's probably right since it was his name <laughs> yeah. to start. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, as the dad curls the mom's hair, they're watching the prime minister on television who was given a speech and he says, you know, it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> And he does cite Brian Adams. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. So that is actually David Walliams, the writer of the book. Yeah. And he is also an actor and comedian. He was on uh, Little Britain with Matt Lucas, who played the cabbie in Paddington. Yeah. It all comes together. Yeah. So Mr. Stink summons Chloe to the shed. Uh, she c- He cannot hear her at first because he has rab- rabbit droppings in his Ugh. ear. I know. Rabbits, 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 <laughs> rabbits, 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 rabbits. Uh, and he's he's... Uh, you know, really uh, decorated the place. He's made a whole chandelier out of like, uh, like, like uh, camping lanterns and mason jars and like this whole thing. Uh, but he says that he cannot sleep and he wants a bedtime story. Uh, he wants the one that she was writing, and so she begins reciting to him her story about zombie schoolgirl bullies. Well, it's handy that she had it memorized since her yeah. mom ripped it up. I mean, you know, enough to paraphrase at least. So he falls asleep, and she decides to take this opportunity to wash his coat. In the coat, she finds a picture, uh, and that is labeled Lord and Lady Darlington. Aww. Yeah, surprise. She was correct to Google posh. <laughs> she was. But then her sister comes down and discovers her taking the coat out of the laundry and raises a fuss, so the parents come down as well. The sister says that she saw Chloe taking food out to the shed, 
Uh, so dad goes out there and he's like, oh, yeah, nobody's there. Everybody go back to bed. Uh, but he's like, yeah, there was somebody there. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Next, apparently the news is broadcasting from their home uh, to see uh, the mom as, you know, political candidate and homemaker, I suppose. Even though she doesn't do the cooking, the dad does. Right. Mm-hmm. But she's cooking in this video, or, you know, this this broadcast. Uh, but in the middle of the broadcast, Mr. Stink bursts in, demanding to know who washed his coat. Chloe says that, oh, yes, we have invited him to live here. Uh, and the uh, reporter asks what he thinks about staying there. And he says, oh, that there's a very poor selection of biscuits. <laughs> uh, so they all leave, and Mr. Stink... Uh, reprimands chloe for washing that coat without his permission it's a very important lesson about consent here. it is yeah and Even he says if you think you're doing a nice thing for a person if they don't know about it see again surprises always a bad idea yeah and he's like you know it's always the same they say they're doing it for you but they're actually doing it for themselves yes mm-hmm. exactly yeah i think you know it also is worth mentioning uh kids don't invite a homeless person to stay in your shed. At least not without your parents' express knowledge and permission. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. not most homeless people are not, you know, Lord Darlington. Right. Uh, that's that's tr- Which isn't to say that they aren't people. Yeah. There are people who deserve help and kindness. That is all true. But frequently need the help and kindness of trained professionals. Right. Not a, a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, or a shed. Yeah. They'd do better with a shed than a 12-year-old. <laughs> right. No, that's probably true. So Mr. Stink uh, leaves. He returns to his park bench. Uh, Chloe comes by and sees a truck that is like a street cleaner except for the park somehow. It's like a leaf grinder, I think. Yeah. Or like a leaf picker-up machine. It's, yeah. Whatever it is, it's heading for a pile of leaves that Chloe fears uh, conceals Mr. Stink within it. So she runs up to try to stop it. Uh, but it turns out there was, uh, you know, no tramp in that pile of leaves. So she heads off, but Mr. Stink saw the whole thing from behind a tree. Uh, we see that the, uh, video of Mr. Stink interrupting the news broadcast has gone viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at dinner, the mom is invited on politics tonight, but only if she brings Mr. Stink with her. Uh oh. Right. Uh, so they go drive around to look for him and Chloe stops the car when she sees a bunch of people fleeing the coffee shop. chloe apologizes to mr stink for the coat thing and he agrees that he can be a grump sometimes so they shake hands uh and then they head off in a very stinky car hugh bonneville so great in this yeah this is the first thing that we we really saw him perform in that he was playing opposite a child Mm -hmm. this was before all of the downton babies happened right so it was just like i mean it was just like a revelation yeah yeah he is fantastic and i mean we really enjoyed it the second time but again much like from time to time like the first time we were like are you kidding yeah yeah get out of (laughs) here so on politics tonight which is a live broadcast seems like a bad idea yeah yeah and like they've booked it only an hour in advance right what kind of rickety i mean it's called (laughs) politics tonight i'm like is this cable access do they have that in britain i don't know mr stink discusses uh using the bathroom number one versus number two uh everybody laughs a question from the audience should we all invite a homeless person into our homes which is uh the head slovene from doctor who 
that is season one of the reboot. Okay, thank you. I thought it looked familiar. You're welcome. <laughs> I know stuff. <laughs> I'm getting increasingly better at identifying people as we go along here. Yeah, well, you're honing your skills. I'm doing what I can. Yeah. I mean, we're getting a, you know, a cross-section of British acting as we do this. That's thing. absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, so the mom lies, claiming that, in fact, you know, oh, yes, uh, I invited him in. If anything, I'm too kind. Uh, and Mr. S points out that that is a big pile of poo. In fact, it is a big pile of poo with a cherry on top, <laughs> which is a waste of a perfectly good cherry, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, and he says that, no, it was Chloe that invited him in. And the mom snaps and says that, you know... Well, because the other politician there is like, oh, I'd be happy to have Mr. Stink in my house. And she's like, no, you wouldn't. He reeks. Which is probably, t- I, I don't think he would invite Mr. Stink into his house. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I don't like stinky things. Right. I'm adamant about it. Yeah. Even if it was Hugh Bonneville. <laughs> I mean, that would that would change the calculus, certainly. <sighs> I don't know. I, I mean, mean, it might not be enough. Pudsy, on the other hand. Well. Absolutely. There we go. I mean, it's a pet-free building, but I'm sure we could work something out <laughs> for a dog celebrity. <laughs> That's right. We'll improve our apartment's Q rating. <laughs> uh, the morning comes, and there are people outside the house chanting, We want stink. We want stink. This is uh, a lot of people, really. But they've been energized. One person, they all have signs, and one person says, I stink, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the meanwhile, the mom is devastated because the prime minister has dropped her from the election. Uh, the sister announces that she is skipping her practice for something. The dad announces that he has been fired. Everybody has seen that, you know, the time has come. Her defenses are down. Yes, her dictatorial reign over the house appears to be at an end. Yeah. Uh, the prime minister calls... But it's for Mr. Stink. Uh-oh. Uh, and he offers him the chance to run in the election for parliament. This, I gotta say, I really think the prime minister, uh, n- vetting candidates is not his strength. But I don't think he was serious. Well, because what he later offers is not necessarily him running for candidacy. That may be true. But I, what I would add Although is... Although he said he couldn't lose that by-election. Maybe he meant the party. I thought he meant himself personally. No, I think he meant that, like... What he was saying is that he was already in trouble and losing this by-election would be like just one more, you know. Right. But he doesn't mean like him personally. Right. Because why but, would he be running in a by-election? Right. Anyway, this yeah. is like the sixth sense <laughs> with me remembering how British politics works. <laughs> and the prime minister doesn't have to keep running for election every by-election that happens. That That is in fact true. And beyond that, they their previous candidate was this mom who was also a terrible candidate. So Yeah, so he doesn't seem like he's running a very tight ship. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Stink uh, accepts. They decide that he needs a bath, and he actually agrees. So they all get it all set up for him. But nope, he has gone out and bathed in a pond. Which is a shame, because that bath looked amazing. Yeah. We were, we were both like, yeah, that's great bath time. Let's do it. But the pond is good enough for Mr. Stink, it would seem. So we see uh, the sister watching TV on the couch, as she has never had time to do before. Uh, Chloe comes in and is like, hey, I've got an idea. And so they decide that they're going to give Mr. Stink a makeover, as well as the Duchess. Uh, they decide they've gone a little too far. Yeah, he's wearing like these big, like, effy trinket, like, butterfly, like, <laughs> eyelashes. Like, yeah. Where did you guys even get this stuff? Yeah, you know. Neither of them seems particularly makeup inclined. Yeah, but, you know, girls. 
I don't know what that. I mean, kind of, but it's just, I don't know. I just never had that high level makeover stuff in my house. Yeah. You know, I had like that peel off nail polish, <laughs> yeah. which is no good. Well, I believe it. It sounds like it. It's like the fruit roll up of nail color. <laughs> uh, so they, they remove most of it, although he does still have like his hair and like, mm-hmm. They're like in little pigtails. Like, yeah, yeah. Which, like, you don't really see them because they're behind his head and they don't shoot him from that angle that much. Yeah, but, but, but oh, they're there. <laughs> he actually, he does look better. Yeah, he does, for sure. Uh, a limo arrives for him and he addresses the press briefly. He says uh, that, you know, most men live lead lives of quiet desperation, so try not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> which is good advice. It is good advice. I then, as they're going along, he routes the limo past where he suspects the mean girls will be, uh, and he tells Chloe that this is her chance to yell something rude at them or to be the bigger person and uh, reach out to them, and then they both agree to call them losers. Which is great. Yeah. It's a very satisfying moment. It is. So at 10 Downing Street, uh, Mr. Stink... There is a whole joke when he's on the phone with the Prime Minister about, what's your address? Yeah. And it's like, oh, ho, ho. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he's still very smelly, shakes hands with the Prime Minister, and indoors he is playing the piano as the Prime Minister attempts to explain what the deal is and talks about the by-election and everything, and says, so Mr. Stink is like, you know, we need more homeless shelters, and he's like, yeah, we're not going to do that, but here's what we've got, it's a new campaign for you to be in charge of, hug a homeless, which doesn't, like... Yeah, I don't even see how that would work, like, politically for the Prime Minister. That's not going to be popular. No, on either side. Exactly. people don't want to be hugged. Yeah. Well, and I just, what I do like about this is it's a really gentle demonstration of how poorly our policy, uh, how poorly our policy reflects the reality Uh of people. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, homelessness is the issue that kind of like and it doesn't feel overtly political it's just like hey yeah like we just need more homeless shelters mm-hmm. which is generally speaking you know i know people who work in nonprofits and do advocacy and that kind of thing like mm-hmm. that's like they just need these resources mm-hmm. but everybody's like oh like what if no yeah like what if we uh just uh there's other things yeah so mr stink is like well i'm not gonna do this bye and that's that's the whole meeting so on the bus well, home... Well, he tells the Prime Minister to stick his job up his fat bum. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which is pretty funny. That is. <laughs> uh, so they take the bus home. I guess the limo was not going to give them a ride back once they said no. Which seems like, come on. Yeah. Come on, Prime Minister. Um, you know, they need those resources for something else. Not <laughs> building more homeless shelters. Apparently. Uh, Chloe says that she does know that Mr. Stink is Lord Darlington. Uh, and at the park, Mr. Stink explains what happened and that uh, he had a wife that he loved that was his childhood sweetheart who was pregnant. And when he was out one day... She fell pregnant, she, which yes. is one of my favorite phrases that we don't have in America, but mm-hmm. I want to, like, popularize. Yeah, you want to make it happen. Like, oh, I fell pregnant. <laughs> uh, but he was out at a club playing cards with his friends and their house caught on fire and she died in it. So this is uh, also a trend of uh, Hugh Bonneville being in things involving uh, rich houses catching on fire. This is the third one. Yeah. Although he wasn't there for the one in From Time to Time. That's true. But he wasn't technically there either in this one. Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah, just nearby. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, you know, Downton Abbey. Yeah. Paddington. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Stink. 
and from time to time. Yeah. So uh, if you need a character to live in a house that's going to catch on fire, call Hugh Bonneville. <laughs> uh, and this this is actually a very, like, moving scene. And again, oh, yeah. I cried, like, basically from here to the end of it. Yeah. Which was fun. Because <laughs> um, Chloe is like, oh, it's all right. And he says, it will never be all right. And she says, you can't blame yourself. And he says, but I do. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, really, like... No. And that it's also this great demonstration of like some things can't be fixed. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he should go to therapy. Maybe not. Right. It's unclear if he's a stink ghost at the end. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what era this actually <laughs> happened in. Right. Because, I mean, the photo is quite old looking. Yeah. To me. I don't know. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Chloe's speculates that christmas must be hard for mr stink he says no mainly just for the duchess yeah she drinks too much and crawls under a pile of leaves till it's all (laughs) over which is exactly what we're going to do (laughs) that's right uh chloe wants to go wandering with him uh rather than staying at home and she says that nobody here will even miss me and he says all right well i will speak to your mom so she is upstairs packing up her clothes uh and her mom comes in and says that Mr. Stink, and she's like, can we just call him Jeffrey? Jeffrey, uh, had, gave her a very stern talking to, uh, and, you know, she tells her that, you know, she's her daughter and she loves her and all things like that. And they, uh, you know, they reconcile, they hug. Mr. Stink sees it happen. So she comes downstairs. The parents are like, oh, we have a surprise for you. And it's like this room that they decorated, I guess, for Christmas. Yeah. And I'm like, when did that happen? Like in the last two minutes since you got that talking to. I don't so know. that was a little bit odd, but that's fine. Uh, Mr. Stink is hanging out with the sister. Uh, the mom gives Chloe the story that she ripped up all taped back together and says that it was good. She gives the dad an electric guitar. She gives the sister a book on quantum physics. She is delighted. Uh, the dad plays a rock and roll version of Good King Wenceslas, and they all laugh. Mr. Stink watches them all being happy, a happy family together, and is clearly like, my work here is done. Yeah, he's like a very smelly Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes, he, he definitely is. So Chloe sees that he has gone missing and goes outside and, and catches him before he's gotten too far. Uh, Mr. Stink says that he can't stay. His soul is restless. Uh, and he points out, and he's used to sleeping outside. He points out a star, the brightest star in the sky, and says that his wife had showed it to him and that whenever he lo- and that said that she would love him as long as that star was shining. And so whenever he looks at it, he thinks of her. And then he points out a little star right next to it and says, you're a very special person. So from now on, I will think of you when I look at that star. We're trying not to cry too hard because we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, and he bought her a present. For her to write her stories in. <laughs> it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stationery. Ah, it's Chekhov's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stationery. <laughs> That's right. So it's a Merry Christmas for Raj as well. <laughs> well, only if he moved a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. So Chloe heads back in. Mr. Stink then kind of devolves and dissolves into a cloud of stink, which is just doesn't seem to be a choice that they needed to make there. No. Um, much in the same way... That, you know, I think it would undercut the story of from time to time if the dad's ghost right. was there and then gone. Like, he seemed like a real person. Yeah, exactly. Everyone could see him and stuff. Yeah. 
And to have him, like, not just walk away, like, to have him walk away is a much more interesting and compelling choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just... And it's like, was he imaginary the whole time? And I looked at, you know, the summaries mm-hmm. on, like, Wikipedia and everything, and, you know, I haven't read the book. Right. So, but it just, it doesn't seem of a piece with the tone of it. I mean, it's got... Yeah kind of a wildly uneven tone. I mean, and yeah. like the sort of like whiplash of the mom suddenly like becoming a decent human being. Mm-hmm. But like that all feels okay. It does feel okay. And she went through a very traumatic experience, yeah. you know. So yeah, all right. And it's just it I it's the only note that I don't like. Yeah. And I can more or less ignore it because it's the very end. Yeah, it's not a yeah, because of where it is, it's not a big deal, yeah. but it is just It's I just yeah. I'm like, "No, he was real." It feels like a mistake to us. I'm like, "What about the Duchess?" right like don't give that dog an existential complex (laughs) anyway yeah that's mr stink yeah Uh, that's one we absolutely would recommend that you watch yeah i hope that you did Mm -hmm. um generally if we think you shouldn't watch something we'll say right at some point yeah um but yeah it was it's you know we've we've recommended it in the past we recommend it now yeah and i would say you know if the book is anywhere near as good as the film which it would probably be better yeah uh maybe a gift idea yeah for a precocious misunderstood child in your life <laughs> could be all right so that was number seven yeah we're closing in that's right. on the end so until next time up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs. luncheon out